Hello guys and welcome to Cup of Tea and Talks with G, a place where the natural and random conversation amongst friends, family and peers flow over a cuppa. Relaxed, funny and easygoing conversations where nothing is off limits and tangents are encouraged. Think of the chatty, fun and open conversations you have around the table when catching up with someone and you think, oh my god, imagine if somebody overheard what we're talking about because the conversation's gone down the most random and funny tangents. Well, that's what this podcast will be. I'll be speaking to different people from different walks of life with different experiences in each episode. So thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello guys and welcome back to Cup of Tea and Talks with G. So I'm just coming on to do a really quick intro. Um, it's something that I decided to do after last week's episode um, with Josie. Um, just where I sort of come on really quickly and just sort of discuss what the topic um, and the conversation is in this week's episode. So it's after I've edited it and I've had time to obviously think it through and obviously I've been in the chat and then also heard it again during the editing process. So um This week's episode is with one of my truly amazing, beautiful and inspirational friends, Tamsin. Um, And we're talking about a really important topic um, and I think like a massive subject in the regards of learning to love yourself and embrace the skin you're in. Um, We touch on body positivity, um, I suppose dealing with um, outside influences and sort of opinions on ourselves and our bodies and sort of obviously that effect and how we ultimately feel about ourselves um and then just looking at different ways in which I suppose we've learned to sort of overcome these things and how we're sort of continuing on that journey of learning to like I say embrace and just start start to own the parts of our bodies that maybe we didn't love or or didn't even want to sort of recognize a few years ago as such um we do go off in this one and, and sort of talk quite a bit about social media as well, which um, I do say in the episode, there's no way we could have spoke about what we speak about without touching on social media. Um, and obviously the importance it plays to, into this topic, but also the detrimental effects it can have on it. Um, and I just want to say as well, like this topic is huge. Um, and anyone who is on this type of journey or doing this type of work at the moment um. I did say it in the beginning of it, but just take it slow, be kind with yourself um, just, yeah, just sort of let yourself, like allow yourself to sort of go through it, be gentle, be kind. Um, and if you're feeling like, you know, if it's not working or if you're really struggling and having some serious issues with how you portray yourself or how you think that you you are or your relationship with your body or your mind or whatever it might be, um, I would always just sort of, really really push on the fact that um there is people that you can talk to um there's people that will listen whether that be people that you know or services in regards to like free services um like call lines um so don't ever feel like you're you're dealing with this on your own um and if you are having a day where you think oh you're just not feeling it or you're not feeling 100 percent, reach out to somebody or an organization or anybody um because uh just the fact that you're wanting to do the work is amazing Um, it won't happen overnight but it is something that over time we can sort of relearn habits and relearn sort of ways of thinking in regards to our relationship with our body and with food and all of that type of stuff Um, but yeah for anyone who is maybe finding it a little bit harder than usual or 
is just having a bad day or bad week or bad month or bad year or whatever with it um yeah just reach out because it will make all the difference and um everyone is here to sort of support you on that journey um so without further ado I'm gonna get head into the podcast it's it's another long one but it's just about long enough to be one episode um so yeah I'm sorry I'm just too much of a chatterbox and Tamsin is the same as well so when you get the two of us together it's never going to be a quick chat um but yeah like I said I've really really enjoyed this um conversation I had with Tamsin um her viewpoints and her methods and her journey of what she's gone through um is really really inspirational and really um I suppose empowering to hear as well so I hope you enjoy it I hope you take something good from it whatever that might be um and I hope you'll be back to hear some more so let's go ahead into this week's episode hello Tamsin hi welcome to my podcast thank you so much for having me no thank you for coming on um Tamsin, for anyone who doesn't know, is a fabulous friend that I have who, um, when I decided I wanted to podcast, I just knew straight away that I wanted to get her on. Um, Didn't know what I wanted to talk to her about because there's various and a million different things that we could talk about. Um, But today we decided that we'd go with um, a really important topic and a topic that I thought that... Tamsin would actually have so much insight and advice and I think a lot of people would resonate a lot with Tamsin um, in regards to loving yourself, embracing yourself as you are and um, yeah just sort of being happy with your true self. Um, I know Tamsin like I said she's one of my really good friends but I know personally that she's been on a really big journey um, as is so many people but Tamsin's is one that I've actually sort of been able to watch and witness and um it's just amazing and it's so inspiring so that's why I wanted to talk to her because she is inspo thank you um so I will say it probably quite a few times throughout but I would highly recommend you check out Tamsin's Instagram um, and I will put it in the show notes um it's Tam Bam isn't it yeah three A's so it's at T-A-A-A A no A-A-A-M Bam B-A-M um but yeah like I say I'll say it loads of times because um I think with this type of topic, a lot of it does come down with social media and um, what we consume and what we see in the mainstream media and stuff like that. Um, so, and one thing that I advise, I'm oh my God, I'm nearly at the end of the episode, we haven't even started. <laughs> but one of the things I always say is like, you know, watch what you're watching online and watch what you're consuming. And um, so all that type of stuff. So um, yeah, I'll just keep referring back to that. So let's go back to the beginning because I'm an idiot and I just I have, people won't believe I actually have got questions and I have got like a plan. And like question one, I've already skipped and I've probably gone to number 12. So anyway, sorry. Um, Hi everybody, I'm still here. Yeah, it's not just me. <laughs> you know, it's the G show, obviously. Right, let's go back to the very beginning what are you drinking? Cup of tea with Cup tea. Of tea. With a straw though. Yeah, this is a thing that I didn't know until the other day. I, f- I, f- I found this out and it blew my mind. So I, I knew you drank everything with a straw, but I, so Tamsin drinks even hot drinks with a straw. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I just don't like it when it's too hot. So, so you just don't wait for it to cool down, no? No, because then I forget about it. Yeah, that's a, there's the a only, fine line with tea. And the only place I don't drink it with a straw is at work because... I'm a bit embarrassed Aww. that the kids would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I knew someone that used to do it, but the reason was because the of tea. teeth whitening. Mm. So 
I literally thought you were going to say that. You were like, no, it's because it's too hot. I was like, oh, sorry, princess. <laughs> like, literally. I was like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense, me and you. Um, so, yeah, Tamsin's got an English breakfast tea. So do I. Um, and, yeah, we're just... It's it's a morning, so it's actually a very suitable time to be drinking tea. Um, it's early for me. It's 5 to 11, but it's that's early. early. Yeah. It's been the summer holidays, so this is early for me. Yeah, this yeah. is probably the earliest I've been awake. Uh, well, been up and out. I, I got here a while ago, by the way. We have spoken, but up and out probably the whole of lockdown really yeah like oh, really no. yeah 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 really you haven't even gone for like brekkies or no oh haven't had a mcdonald's breakfast nothing <laughs> no like nothing oh, actually right. that's a lie the when i was in devon and um, we went down to visit carly i was up early then but i was sleeping in the sitting room so obviously <laughs> so when everyone else got up, up i was up which was fine because i did naturally wake when i heard people but if i don't have to get up i won't i'll right. keep rolling over go back to sleep rolling over go back to sleep oh my girl i like yeah, that so yeah i is a proper sloth and i'm happy about it um so i've already said what we're going to talk about um but before we do do you want to just tell anyone who doesn't know who you are and um, just a little bit about yourself um what people might want to know and yeah just why you're so fabulous well thank you <laughs> um so my name is Tamsin I um am 26 nearly 27 by oh, the time yeah. this podcast comes out <laughs> I think actually it'll be a week before my birthday when this podcast uh, come out so everybody it's my birthday in seven days just uh, yeah, so, so I can put this as part of my birthday countdown fine yeah Instagram cool Perfect. great um so I work in a secondary school um in Portsmouth I do admin work there. I really love it. The kids are incredible. Uh, teenagers, I thought they'd be scary, but they're uh. not too bad, actually. So that's what I do in my professional life mm-hmm. as such. Um, in my personal life, I am a Neptune girl, dancer. I like to talk to myself on social media, um, and I'm obsessed with Instagram stories. Yeah. Um, that's about but it. But in the most best possible way, like I said, <laughs> check her out, because... Um, I will get onto this again in a second. I'm a fecker for just jumping off. Anyway, I'm going to keep this in. I'm not editing it out. But anyway, if you like watching stories and, um, you know, you, it's very it's very hard sometimes. You're just sort of clicking through. You're just looking at photos and that. And then when you come across someone who's talking or just doing fun stuff or just being themselves, um, then you need to get onto Tamsin's because it just makes me smile. Um, it's just funny, isn't it? But it's like not like, what's the word? Contrived? Like I it's just, just, I don't know what my brain is doing. And I said and it to I you just... when you first started doing it a few years ago and I remember saying to you like, I said the reason why I enjoy it so much is because I know that that's exactly you. Like I just got Tamsin coming at me on my phone as if she was in the studio with me and it's like... You can't get away from me. No, yeah, no, but I on like your that. Phone, <laughs> in the studio, now you're in my house. <laughs> we are literally twins. <laughs> um, right. So let's get on to the topic, right? Fair. We've already gone off 25 times on different tangents. Um, so like I said, today's topic is the importance and sort of, I suppose, tips and tricks and um, I suppose both of our understanding and journey on starting to love ourselves, loving our body, loving the skin we're in um, and just starting, and more so than love, like actually starting to fully embrace it and um, be proud of it and confident and put it out there. Um, and for anyone who's never sort of, I maybe looked into this type of stuff, it's a minefield when you actually start to go on this journey and start to sort of um, educate yourself on it and, you know, listen to people who are doing similar things. It's so massive. Um, and I don't want, obviously this is going to be a podcast episode, but 
this is so huge. So I don't want anyone to think that like, oh, it's all roses and you know, you just you just switch, a, you click a switch and then all of a sudden you love yourself. It's definitely not that. So no. I want to get that across. And I know obviously Tamsin's going to be able to give us her side on that as well. Um, but sometimes it's hard when with the whole like self-love it's nearly as if like just start loving yourself and then you love yourself and it's like, like yeah magic. right yeah like literally yeah. let's just wave my magic wand and like I think sometimes there's such a fine line between what's the real side of it and then what's the um what the media wants you to see because um with the media it's like buy this cream mm-hmm. then you'll love yourself so like there's it's it's very much you need to sort of do your own research and obviously find your own understanding of it um because like I say the media now has obviously jumped on the hype, jumped on the bandwagon and are now selling us all these stuff that's going to make us love ourselves, which is amazing, but doesn't actually work. Um, so yes, so that's why we're going to talk about it. Um, and like I said, anyone who, uh, this isn't a trigger warning, but potential trigger warning. If you are having any massive issues with yourself, with your body, um, please reach out and speak to somebody or um, please you know, be kind with yourself, go slow about it, like, nobody is expecting you to read one book, or watch one um, documentary, or a TED talk, or something, and then all of a sudden, you should feel good, this can take years, and there's a lot of, like, um, background stuff that goes along with it, there's a lot of um, learned behavior, there's a lot of childhood um, memories, all this stuff is what sort of makes us who we are now, so when we start to unearth all that, it can bring up a lot of emotions, and a lot of trauma, and without going too deep um so just be aware that if you are on any sort of self-love journey or self-discovery or anything like that personal growth um just be aware that you know take it at your own pace be kind with yourself as you're doing it um, and just give yourself as much love and um support and comfort on this journey don't beat yourself up if if you don't feel like you're able to do it or if it's any which way difficult because like I say this is years and years of programming and um just how our experiences have led us to where we are so um just always be kind to yourself because um it's not an easy fix it's not a quick fix but it is something that if you are able to master and are able to practice in your day-to-day life you will see some massive changes um which is why I want to talk about it because I think it's so bloody important that we all have some understanding of it and can some put some practices into place um even just in in small doses um so if we go back to the beginning Tamsin um what what's your experience or your journey with learning to love yourself like how far back does that go what does that mean I think I've always been quite confident I've always been the loud one um dancing singing acting giving myself all this attention uh and I don't think that was anything to do necessarily with the way I looked or anything like that but I just you know I love having making people smile and having things in my life that make me happy and that I enjoy so I've always been that person who you could say was very confident uh but there was a blip in in kind of the timeline of between I'd say going to college and finishing college to where I am now where my confidence was shot I didn't feel happy at all I was very very upset all the time and about obviously several different things but mostly the thing I hated the most was my body and the way I looked and although I'd be the sort of person that would quite openly embrace it I remember when I had Twitter back back then when I used to use Twitter um one of my things in my like bio was like 
uh, ginger, brace face, short, fat girl. And I think I said that to make people, to kind of put that you word out there. there. No, no one, one can pick on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But those were the things that I picked on myself that I was like, what? Like, I hate yeah. these. And that was, you know, I didn't get braces until after, co- like, end of college. So 18, 19 mm. years old. Yeah. Um, so I was old enough to know better. But like you said, I put it out there to kind of make it, known that no one else could hurt me although yeah. that that hurt myself yeah um but yeah so I I think I've always struggled with my body even if people kind of didn't see that um but I definitely would say in the last three to four years that that's completely changed and now I really don't care like I really don't mind what people have to say about me because I know that I'm happy and I know that the people that love me love me for who I am yeah not for what I look like or anything like that so um yeah I would say like it's been such a journey from being very young to being where I am now and there were some horrible horrible times um and me you know posting photos on social media of me in a bikini or things like that I used to live in jeans and hoodies in the summer Mm. to cover up my body so it's 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 so bizarre because here we are 2020 Mm. and this is where we can be and this is where we can kind of embrace everything about ourselves you know our crooked teeth are like short our hair being Mm. short our on snapping off or you know the size of our body the shape of our bodies cellulite everything you know 2020 yeah is the one where I think people are like okay we've had enough yeah that's the thing I think as well like 2020 although it's been an absolute shit show of a year um, there's been some aspects of good that's come out of it and a lot of like learning and discovery and you know I think a lot of people maybe because we've been so busy 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 we've had time to stop now it isn't always a nice thing because obviously that's when things that we've been pushing off unearths but I do think it's a time when a lot of people are actually starting to become one with themselves again um I know that sounds hippy dippy <laughs> as hell I don't care I don't care okay I don't care. I don't care um but yeah I think that that's a really good point like you say like and just to put into context like we where we live um on the south coast like you're saying in the summer you could wear jeans and a hoodie and that and we did get temperatures down here some like not all the time obviously it's the British summer but we could get temperatures like up into the high 20s early 30s so you're saying like no matter what that's what you wore because yeah. you didn't want to show your body and that was you know as a teen when I was size 12 wow yeah um I remember yeah I was always always the bigger girl like there's no two ways about it like growing up I always was um but even at the times where I you know had lost weight or mm. stopped eating or mm. anything like that I was still the big girl even when I wasn't so yeah to be that person that goes and sits on a beach with her friends who are going in the sea and, mm. like, enjoying the sunshine. I was there and in not my melting. And not melting. I was melting. That's so, like, it's so uncomfortable even when you're by the sea, in the sea, in a swimming suit. And then, like I say, if you're sat there absolutely melting because of, like you say, how you, you felt about yourself or it's how you felt about yourself but also how you think other people are going to think of Definitely. you as well. Um, that's just so sad to think. And I think... Of, this is another reason why obviously I wanted to speak to Tamsin about this because obviously, well, in my eyes, I can see that you've gone like full circle as such, yeah. um, which is like, I suppose anyone that's listening that might feel similar, it's like, 
Tamsin's I don't mean like the the poster child but you know what I mean it's like <laughs> no way she's done it she's lived it she's you know like and say, still living it yeah still exactly it. that's another thing as well actually that I didn't write down but I meant to and you've just reminded <laughs> me is that when it comes to this type of work I don't think there's ever a final destination because you'll get there and then something else will change. Yeah. Your life will change, your lifestyle will change, you know, your body will change. As we grow, especially as women, we experience so many changes throughout our life, physically, mentally, emotionally. So I don't think you'll ever, unfortunately, be able to get to that spot. And then that's it, you'll stay there and then you're happy forever. Um, I think though, what, what can be done is that if we've got methods and things that we know we can do that make ourselves feel good and that we um that can boost us when we're when we're feeling not so great and stuff like that I think that's the main thing to remember um it's not that you're going to reach this place and then everything's going to fall into place it's just about how we can put certain plate um steps in place and methods um when we when we sort of come up to, against them stumbles again um I just want to go back to something that you said actually um, you said obviously you know you were happy confident never really had issues with your size and then um, a few years ago then all of a sudden that just dropped was there any particular reason or was there any particular thing or do you think it was just age or, or what was it um, for me it was a particular thing I had some friends who are no longer friends and um, good <laughs> that although they were either the same size or bigger than me made posts and negative things about me online um about the size and the shape I was being that these were my best friends at the time and they knew everything about me so they knew how much it would hurt oh Um, oh, it was horrible so that was kind of like my lowest point and that's when I was like okay if 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 the people that I love don't love me then obviously it's me yeah um so that was probably like my lowest point after you know I mean I had other blips throughout the time when I was at college I did musical theatre and again being a bigger girl doing that you're already out of touch because in that industry you have to be slim apparently Mm. um so for me it was kind of like those people some of my really good friends around me that weren't eating were giving themselves eating disorders to fit into this college life um I remember I was on like diet milkshakes and things like that to try and get slimmer um we were doing so much dancing and exercising and things like that but for me it just wasn't enough I, w- I wasn't looking like everybody else um and even you know back into school back in year seven like year uh, what you're 11 years old I was bullied for the way I looked and now I don't even remember that t- like to truth because I just remember it happened but I pushed it aside because that's mm. the sort of person that I am I kind of like brush things under the carpet carry on moving forward like putting out this persona of being confident and things like that just kind of ignored it and I was quite I'm always I'm still quite quirky but I've always Mm. been this quirky person so I used to wear like the most ridiculous jewelry and stuff oh that was my like expression (laughs) I remember like wooden beaded bracelets and like the most hideous stuff oh I'll have to show you some pictures after this (laughs) Jay but I remember that was my kind of way of expressing myself like well I'm fine because I can do this and I can wear this and you know like I I stand out for the reasons that I want to stand mm. out rather than for my size. But there was all these times that kind of built up to me feeling the lowest I have about my yeah. body and myself. And um, and like you said, this isn't just about your body, it's other things. So um, my teeth, I used to have uh, like a little peg tooth. 
So I had to have that taken out, which meant I had to have braces and double jaw surgery. Mm. And the reason I went through with that is because I was told by my college teacher that I wouldn't make it because I looked like I sung and talked with a lisp. Oh my god! So that kind of again was another thing. Like, right, okay, I've got to change this about all my these, body. And it, it's not that it's subtle because that was direct. But it's all these undertones of like, you don't have to get it, but if you want mm. to make it, and like, it's 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 what we're sort of drip fed. Like, yeah, she directly said like, yeah, this is what it is. But like, it it puts it into the bigger picture of oh, well, if this is what I want to do as a career, well then I can't if I don't do, if like, I don't do this. And then yeah. what we see on the media, like say like you had to look that size if you wanted to book a gig in musical yeah. theatre. And it's just like, it's just what we're sort of seeing, which we don't, it's like so subtle. We don't even realise that it's telling ourselves we need to look a certain way to 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 be successful or be happy in what we want to do. Like, Absolutely. And, and I think for me, that was one of the points where I stopped performing. Once I finished college, that was it. So 18, 19 years old. I, when had, you should have been doing all of When I had been doing it my whole life everything I knew was acting and performing, that was my kind of time. I was like, right, okay, well, I can't do this. Mm. Um, so stopped then. So, which means it was very great when I found Neptune Girls mm. and dance was never my forte at all. I am definitely more acting, singing. If I had to pick, dance was never the one that I enjoyed. She's lying. <laughs> no, but I never enjoyed it. Right, okay. Oh my gosh, I never, but it was like ballet, yeah. tap, So it was your jazz. Diff- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not Technical. for me. See, I've oh. never done, I've done tap. Um, I used to get kicked out girl. of ballet because I turn up hungover. Yeah. See, I couldn't <laughs> imagine you in a ballet class and I couldn't imagine, never. I've never taken a ballet class myself because I know, same as you, I just, it just wouldn't be for me. No. So like but even then for my body, like trying yeah. to find the things that fit me, that fit other people, just didn't happen. And it's still the case now, like finding a nice fitting dance leotard if I needed one mm. doesn't necessarily come doesn't easy or cheap. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheap um, as well, yeah. But it's more readily available than it ever has been before. And when I was at college, it wasn't available at all. So, you know, being a bigger person meant I'd have to really struggle to find something that I'd have to wear to fit in with everybody Mm. else or a costume for a show or being that person that can't wear what everyone else is wearing because they don't make it in my size. Mm. So having to adapt and don't get me wrong, I wasn't the biggest girl in my class, um, but everybody else seemed to carry it off really well and their confidence outwardly just made everything feel like they weren't my size or bigger. They just seemed, you know, all their talent and everything like that. But... Um, yeah, it's it's those points that you kind of remember in your life and they're the sort of points that I do reflect back to now and think, okay, but I overcame that. Mm. And yeah, I did go and change things because I was told that I had to. And, and actually, I'm so grateful for having my braces and my jaw surgery yeah. because I never used to smile in photos and now all I bloody do is smile yeah. and show you my teeth and make weird faces on the internet yeah um, that's but. the thing I think with me I always not struggle but like I'm constantly learning about this type of stuff and um, it's a lot of what um, we do within Neptune Girls and especially on our online spaces so like I'm just constantly consuming different information I'm listening to stuff and I'm listening to loads of different viewpoints because it's such a obviously the whole body positivity self-love and embracing yourself movements are so massive but there's not from my understanding there's not like a 
uh, one definition so like everyone's got different ideas so my ideal and like I say this isn't gospel this doesn't mean it's true but I think like say you say with your braces I also had braces as a kid and if you're gonna have braces and you're gonna change something about yourself if your reasons are for yourself and because of your happiness regardless of if you turned around tomorrow and you said you wanted to shave off all your hair and dye your scalp pink but that was going to make you your happiest and true self then I think like do it like I think and the issue with obviously changing parts of ourselves is like are you doing it for yourself or are Mm. you doing it because you feel like when you do that you'll be happy or people will love you because you've changed yourself so like I don't like I say this is just my opinion it's not right it's not wrong it's just it's just my understanding and it'll probably change as as I learn more as well but equally like if if people wanted to dye their hair pink shave all their hair off dye it pink whatever there's lots of people that don't do that because they are worried about Mm. what everybody else has to think about them and actually if that's who you truly want to be and what you want to look like it's you know, ignoring the fact that everybody else has an opinion because you're not going to please everybody. Oh my God, no. And every single person in this world has a moment at some point or all the time or constantly or not at all, but at some point in their lives where they felt negative about their body, their person, something. Mm-hmm. There, You know, there is no single person at all where they've not had a blip in their life. No. Even the most, what you would think, glamorous, yeah. gorgeous, incredible people... Behind the scenes, they might not be like that or they may have had times where they weren't like that. Um, and even to this day, and I'm sure it's the same with you, G, yeah. there's times where I put something on, I'm like, oh no, like yeah. I do not like the Sometimes way I look like this. Sometimes it's daily. Like yeah. I could wake up tomorrow and I'm like, oh my God, my body looks amazing, my hair is fab. Then I could, even halfway through the day, I could look in the mirror and be like, oh my God. Like it changes. There's so many different factors that come into it that influence like how you feel. So like, like say, it's not like, you could look at somebody and think, oh my God, they're so confident. Yeah, they might be in that exact moment, but maybe 15 minutes beforehand, they weren't. I always find that. People always say to me, oh, you're so confident. And I'm like, I am in certain situations. I am when I'm teaching a class or I am when I'm talking about something that I know or I'm passionate about. But if you then maybe see me in a social situation, I mightn't be as confident as, as you expect because it's like, there's just different elements and we all have different layers and different places where we feel really confident and really comfortable. So yeah, I don't think you could say I'm 100% a confident person. It completely depends on the circumstances, who's around you, all of that type of stuff. And that reflects back to body positivity in Mm. that sense because there's, you know, online at the moment people are talking about uh, body positivity versus body neutrality. So the difference between that is, you know, body someone who says they're body, body positive should be you know, they have a positive body image kind of constantly or, you know, all the time or they're just basically, they're very positive about their body. So they will turn around and say, I am beautiful. Okay, yeah. Whereas someone who is um, body neutral, they accept that their, you know, their body can do things. So they focus on the achievements that their body can do rather than necessarily the appearance. So they can, instead of saying, I am beautiful they can kind of be like, I am strong. Yeah, I am strong. Or kind of in that in that photo, I, I did look beautiful. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's that you have con- to be constant. a constant. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are in that, that bubble. Mm. And again, with social media, if you're not in a certain kind of niche, so if you're not body positive or yeah. you're not this, you're not that, there's this weird 
unknown area. Yeah, unknown area. Yeah. And I think that's what this has been claimed for, body neutrality, that you can still have those days where you're like, I am the best looking person in the world. But you can always have those days where you're like, okay, well, I had a really good day yesterday and mm. I did look great, but... But today I don't want to Today, take a no. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think every single person has that. Mm. Every influencer you follow, every celebrity you follow, there is no one out there that's going to be 100% on it 100% of the time. No. And that's... I was actually listening to something this morning as well about, um, like, people sort of... It's such a funny one because... Um, People will champion you when it suits them and then if they think you're doing anything any which way different or not in line with what they think is body positivity, then um, you nearly can like get the opposite. You get like trolled and you get hate. Now, not yeah. me. I don't mean me. I was watching somebody specifically talking about it. Um, but if it doesn't fit in the ideals of what people think and like you say... If somebody one minute is like owning their body and you know they've got the whole like they're showing off everything about themselves which like I think is absolutely amazing but like it takes a lot Um, so I think people sort of forget like and another thing as well like people always say it's brave and it's like it's not necessarily brave because like it's you know it's scary to do and you know it is you know it's a uh, an appearance thing um, but to actually put yourself out there regardless of what the context is of the photo or whatever um, that is so scary and yeah. you're putting yourself out there for critique you're putting yourself out there for praise um, you might like I always we do quite a lot of photo shoots and that with Neptune girls and I'll always have I'll feel amazing on the day of and we'll put all our photos up and the next day I will have the biggest um, what's the word like, like cr- uh, cr- down. yeah like cr- identity of crisis t- what is that saying crisis identity identity crisis oh good Jesus <laughs> identity crisis where I'm like oh my god like um I, I might because I don't look like that that next day or I don't feel like I'm not surrounded by the girls and I don't have that sort of hype around me then all the doubts creep in of like why are you doing this you don't look that great and you can't say that I wasn't feeling positive the day before but then the next day like Tamsin says it's like you, you just because I'm having a down day you can't question me and say you're not body positive it's mm-hmm. like I'm on that journey but no I I would never I would never write somewhere or like own that I'm 100% body positive and, because and it who fluctuates even made that rule up exactly no one like a lot of the stuff that you see online or anywhere like that there isn't a actual like rule book to say this 100% is 100% definition yeah um I've seen which makes it so difficult no ex- well exactly and I've seen like controversy about people at the moment where um I'd say slimmer bodies are posting videos or photos of their rolls of fat or Mm. their rolls of skin or whatever. And I've seen lots of controversy about people saying, well, you know, you can't post that because you're not fat. You don't know what it is to to live in a fat body and have that every day. And I do see it from both points of view. I really do. But why should one person put another person's body down yeah. because you say you're on a it's po- nearly, body positive nearly journey the like of everyone what it should be absolutely yeah. there's so much you know there isn't a rule book for it so if you're going to post that photo and you are slimmer and you're you know you have to contort your body to make it look like that if that's what makes you feel better mm. if that's what kind of gets you the hopefully positive attention that you like that you want or or you're posting it for whatever reason then that's your choice. Yeah. Equally, if I was to post a bo- uh, photo of me and my body and the way it is every day, 
it doesn't matter that that person doesn't accept that that's my normal yeah. and that's their normal it's you know yeah it's so individual and I think that's what it is it's because there's not one body in the whole world that's the same in exactly. any way um and that was a thing actually that I sort of not struggle with but like a massive part of my learning and understanding is that like like you say a lot of it is that um like bigger size or plus size that's what it's aimed at and it's like but you've got girls that are like naturally you know they they don't have any curves they're like really sort of slim and skinny and they might envy and like really really want to have the hips and the curves and the bums and so it's like you can't say that they're not on their own body positive journey just because they don't look like that and I think we are seeing a lot where you're sort of seeing like two ends of the spectrum I think it's starting to be more inclusive because um yeah it's like nearly people I think like you say like if you're a bit slimmer and then you do the roles people are like oh you you can't um be experiencing that because you look like that and it's like you don't know how that person feels you don't know what they see when they look in the mirror like it's so bad to shame somebody or you know you don't in their head they don't see what everyone else sees like you know it's always that thing where you look at somebody and you think oh my god you're so beautiful you must feel so confident fabulous every day that is could be further than the truth in some situations and just touching on that the, uh, that that you just said you know when I was younger and slimmer a size 12 compared to me now as a size 20 I did not see myself as a size 12 then I was always the big girl and actually now I look at a size 12 and I'm like that is ridiculous how I looked at someone mm. and thought I'm not the same level as them like yeah. you know I am so much bigger and now I look at people and I think, oh, well, we're all here. We're all surviving. Yeah. We're all living. And we I do don't what we think can. we do what we can. And, you know, being in um, the dance group that we are, there are so many different body types, mm. so many different shapes, sizes, heights, ages, genders, all of this. And actually not one person would look at another and be like, mm, you don't look good. No, because that's not the kind of... Environment, environment we've no. built and I think that's for social in social media terms I kind of like to think the people that I surround myself with are the people that I do like to uplift and they uplift me too mm. and and I think it's about finding not even a community but finding your people yeah, and your tribe your tribe and I think finding you girls and just finding my feet on social media has massively helped for me Um, I've got friends on there now that I see when we go to Liverpool for Curve Fashion Fest. Mm. Um, so it's a plus size fashion event that happens every year. There's people from across the country. And I think people come from different parts of the world too, just to meet up with their friends, really. And from that, I've become friends with the girl whose wedding I'm going to next year. Aww. So it's about finding those people. Well, it's completely online and then meeting up at the, at yeah. the event. Wow. Yeah. We stayed together the whole event. Like, we stayed in the same... I know the girl you're on about. Yeah. I know. I've seen the photos. <laughs> Shout out to Mustard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all of that, we, we had met online and now I'm going to her wedding and I'm so excited. And it's about finding those people that will uplift you mm. or that you can confide in if you're having a bad day and they're not going to compare their journeys to yeah. yours, you know, especially as we're living right now in, after lockdown and things, it's about finding people that are going to not put you down for your feelings and 
especially those that are like, oh, yeah, but you're slimmer, so you you can't feel like that. Or, oh, yeah, but you've got curves, so you can't feel like that. Oh, your teeth are straighter than mine, so you can't have these negative thoughts. Everybody will have them. And finding the people that won't compare themselves to you and vice versa is where kind of everyone needs to head and everyone needs to find. And that's why a lot of people say online, you need to unfollow those accounts that don't make you feel like that. And it's hard, especially if they're your friends. Yeah. That's that, like you said, like there's the celebs and there's the influencers and that, and that's a quick and easy unfollow in most cases. But like I say, if there's people in your personal life that don't make you feel good and what you're seeing has a detrimental effect on you, um, you know, you maybe don't unfollow them, but maybe mute their stories or hide their stories or something like that. And maybe even tell them, look, I'm, I'm doing this work um, and I'm really being conscious of how things make me feel like everything comes back to a feeling think about your gut think about when you if you look at something that makes you feel happy does it make you feel worthless like what's the initial emotion when you see something and if it's not something that's going to make you feel good then why are you putting your time and energy into it like we've got so little time and and I spend so much time on social media that if I if the stuff that I was seeing wasn't going to be of a good and make me feel good or empowered or driven then that could have such a detrimental effect on all the other time I have in, in my day. Um, so yeah, like I say, it is hard when it's not, when it is someone maybe personally close to you, but you just need to remind yourself it's not it's not a personal attack on them, but it's personal to you. Um, and it doesn't mean you love them any less. No, it's just what you're seeing. Like, you know, it's they, what you need as well yeah, at that time. You yeah. know, one day you might feel happy enough to unmute them and see mm. their posts, but equally if that's not where your mindset's at right then, it's okay to do to be... that. And and if you want to tell them, just say, look, I do love you. I just can't see this right now for me. I hope you understand. Mm. Their response will give you everything you need. Exactly. You know? If they don't appreciate what you're doing for yourself, then it's probably best right that you're muting them yeah, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, so sort of, like I say, we've spoken about um, your life and sort of obviously when you you didn't feel at your best when you felt at your lowest as such. Um, do you remember when and why did you sort of, I suppose, start to flip it on its head and start to grow your confidence? Was it, what well, I suppose, it's hard to say it was a conscientious thing, but was it something you were conscious of or did it just sort of start to happen? Um, but like, obviously now, obviously knowing you and obviously knowing you for quite a few years, you, you're you not that person that you were four years ago. No. Um, so what was that all about and when and how did you go about that as such? I don't think, I can't even pinpoint, I've had this question before with, you know, friends and, mm. and people and I can't necessarily pinpoint the moment. Um, but it was, it was a kind of case of starting to do things for me and finding things that I loved again and appreciating the people that I have in my life and appreciating the, actually through all of these years of being unhappy with the way I looked nothing has changed you know I haven't changed my body I've not gone on drastic diets and things like that but the people that mean the most you know my family my fiance my friends like the ones that matter are still here and they're still loving me no matter what size I am um and it's I think that kind of resonated maybe I heard it somewhere mm. on a podcast or like yeah. a, an e I used to listen to ebooks all the time maybe I heard it somewhere but also one ebook that I do remember listening to and thinking okay that makes sense is um what I know for sure which oh, is Oprah Oprah yeah I have that, and yeah. actually what she's saying is yeah this could happen x y and z could happen 
but what I know for sure is this is happening. Yeah. And I think that really kind of resonated with me and I thought, right, okay, cool. Like, this woman knows what she's talking about. Yeah, it's she, Oprah, for God's sake. Like, it's Oprah. <laughs> it's Oprah. She's had a hectic little life on her, so okay, if she can say this, then mm. maybe I can think about it. Um, but it was just kind of letting myself do things for me. And I do remember, and I think I shared on um, Instagram the other day, it was uh, the first moment I went out in a piece of clothing that showed off the fact that I have a big belly. And I remember going out feeling so self-conscious and I thought, right, like I'm going to have to turn home and get changed. I can't do this. Um, I love this dress. I look really good. But that like when I move in certain ways, you can see that I have a big belly. And then I thought, hold on, you could see that anyway. Like it doesn't matter if I'm wearing, you know, a tight fitted dress or a bin bag. You can see that I'm a bigger person than somebody else. There's no hiding that. So why should I hide it? So then we went for a day out. I actually had my photo taken of my full body, which I don't think I'd ever really done before. And I posted it and it took me like weeks to get to that point of posting Mm, it for people to see. But then what I, and I read it just the other day, I think it was about three years ago I shared it and I read it and it was basically saying like, you know what I look like. So why would I hide that on social media? Because anyone that knows me and follows me knows what I look like and knows the kind of body type I have and knows that that doesn't reflect my personality or the way I am or who I am. So I can't like have, I don't have a specific Mm. moment, but it was also finding finding things. So going to dance again, I turned up completely on my own. I didn't know anybody. I think I'd messaged Carly about three or four months beforehand, like, I'm going to come, and then I never did, and then I'm going to come, and then I never did, and then it was the new year, so I thought, right, new year, I, have new to me. Go, I have to go, it's yeah. new year, like, it's free, the first class was free, so there was no stopping me, and I went, and maybe two weeks after that is when we had the auditions, yeah. and here I am three years later, still dancing, still loving it, and also still loving the fact that as a bigger person, it doesn't matter. I can still do the same moves with other people. Um, and shout out to Lizzo for, <laughs> yeah. for, for, for preaching that to everybody. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing I think like, um, so anyone who doesn't know, so I dance with Tamsin every week and Tamsin's part of the team that I teach. Um, and you, you're just saying there, like I can still do all the moves. I don't, I don't even think of that. Isn't that funny? Like, cause that obviously I choreograph um, some of the dances that Tamsin does doesn't even come into it and I never even look like obviously I would never look at you and think oh will Tamsin be able to do this move it doesn't even come into it Um, and anyone that's ever seen Tamsin perform will know that she's so charismatic so talented so high energy like that's the thing it's it's one of them where like you as a person and a personality and a character um your size just doesn't come into it. And it shouldn't. That's the thing. I think, and like I say, the likes of Lizzo and um, different things that we're seeing, it's just like, why would, like, we're, we're, people I think are claiming things back. Like you say, you posted that photo because you're like, this is me. This is what I look like. So why am I, like, pretending to social media? Like, and it's all this, um, and with social media, everything always been like Insta versus reality and, you know, Insta perfect and all that. I do think now, and maybe it is a case that obviously with Instagram, I find you can very much create what you see. Yeah. So my, the accounts I follow, the the hashtags I follow, 
very much are in line with that so maybe it is just what I see because of what I follow but that's the best thing I think about Instagram is that you can hone it into seeing things that you want but uh, I'm seeing a lot more real like why the hell am I hiding this or pretending this is like this like actually I don't think that gets the same response now as people have been like this was me 10 minutes ago but this is also me and this is also me and it's just like the many faces or like like if I post a photo and I'm just like oh Sunday selfie if I showed you my camera roll, there's 500 selfies prior to that. Like, and I've got no yeah. shame in saying that. Or like, if I post a selfie and then I, like I did it a few weeks ago after a photo shoot, I photos, took a photo, posted it and I was like, oh my God, you look amazing. Then I posted a photo of me actually taking off, like, so I had eyelashes on, I had loads of makeup on, I had hair extensions in. And when I took it all back, I put another photo up and I was like, still gorgeous. <laughs> and it wasn't like, oh, I'm amazing. But it was like, but I... I can love both. Like, I love both parts of me when I'm glammed up and also when I'm, like, sitting here looking like a thumb. I don't... I don't care. Like, that's me, the whole package, not just the Insta me. Um, So, yeah, I think, like I say, when you post that type of photo, it does, like... You just take ownership of who you are and how you want to be perceived because you can you could put a complete like I've heard of people that literally live fake lives on Instagram. They've done it for social experiences or experiments where they... um, they they make up all the stuff they photoshop themselves into the nicest beaches and the city breaks and people believe it and people follow them and then it's like like I don't mean like oh these are all idiots but it's like a fool just all like so Instagram is very good in the sense you could be living a lie but like god that's so much effort yeah like, I, I mean would hate that and I think what I love to do with social media of course I post the best photos on my grid but anyone that knows me and watches my stories mm. half the time I haven't got eyebrows on I'm uh, dribbly sweaty mess I don't know what I'm doing I'm just talking to myself on a camera um but it also shows the real side of me of Instagram itself I mean I don't have any eyebrows pretty much at all and I always get compliments when I have makeup on like oh my god your eyebrows look amazing and it's such a great compliment (laughs) um but even before G came this morning I was like do I need to put makeup on do I need to put shall I just put some eyebrows on so stupid we're not going out the house we're sat Mm. at my dining room table no one's gonna see me and actually recorded (laughs) the the whole of Instagram world has seen me yeah I know in every single state I mean mostly you know when I'm drunk and I'm yeah scoffing down chicken nuggets (laughs) like I don't think I I think it's, it's great that um people post these glossy gorgeous photos and and that's and sometimes they are like genuinely beautiful to look at definitely which is if that's what you want your social media to be do that like this isn't saying oh you can't post the perfect polished it's saying just post whatever the fuck you want like i mean at the end of the day instagram's for pictures and the look of a picture says a a lot and the look of someone's feed if you like the way it looks then that's amazing um but for those that do post these perfect beautiful photos there's still a real person behind the scenes and I think a lot more people are using stories and finding their feet to kind of show that that's who they are behind the scenes um I don't look at my newsfeed when I go on Instagram all I do is watch stories stories so if you're if I haven't liked your post it's because it hasn't come up (laughs) as the first one if I see the first one and it's like I like it but I don't scroll through that because for me like you say stories is where I get to know people because they're completely different and obviously if someone posts 
a new snap onto the thing I'll go and if I obviously I'll like it if I like it um but my main thing like you say I love that you've got the two sides like I'll post something on my grid if it's like like I did it this week because it was our anniversary so I posted something there the last one before that I think was from my 30th like six weeks ago whereas my stories I post a lot more regular and it's a lot I just feel like it's not as thought of or like it's just sort of in the spur of the moment, the moment. and I love I love watching other people yeah. like that and like for me I can see if you were to go into I don't really know much about algorithms and insights no, Instagram, but you can see how many people have viewed your stories yeah. and I can see how many people have viewed to say that I've got a new post up but I can view, see how many people have actually gone to that new to like post it, yeah. and it's not the same amount of people and yeah. there's always a lot more people in in my stories but I kind of like that my my Instagram for me has become more about what I post in my stories and how much of a numpty I can be dance around my living room and it's like, like a real ca- quick YouTube isn't it it's it like, is it's like a vlog without having to vlog yeah and I what I've started doing recently is putting captions on my video because I think a lot of people do look at stories but if they are oh, yeah. you know if you're sat watching a film with your other half and you don't <laughs> want to watch it with sound on because you know you're meant to be concentrating on a film yeah I look through someone's stories and if they haven't got the sound up I'm like if they that haven't watches. got captions I'm like I'm gonna have to skip it yeah and it's and, and it's horrible because I love I love watching people's stories, but I think, you know, adapting to that as well. I think people have said as well, there's some people obviously who've got um, like hearing impediments. So actually it makes it more inclusive, um, which I never even thought about. It's only you mentioned it and I've seen a few other people talking about it in the last couple of months. Um, But it's just all about making it so much more of an inclusive experience for so many different people. And um, yeah, it's just obviously been aware of how many people um are watching it or like say if people are in positions where they can't watch it with the sound on um people really appreciate obviously getting to hear your your random stories or what your day has been and all of that um and I do think yeah there's little things that we can do to make it um enjoyable for everybody and inclusive and I think that again links to you know embracing um, your body and yourself because if you're doing it for other people too and they can be part of your journey mm-hmm. they can also feel confident enough to be part like make their own journey from that yeah um so I do really love I do really love social media yeah I do I do it's it is something that we probably will touch on throughout this episode because it's just <laughs> massive it's you couldn't do an we couldn't do an episode on this topic and it not constantly linked back to social media and for me it's massive part of my journey of how I've become more confident because strangers online are really nice mm. sometimes I mean sometimes they're not but not necessary to me I'm quite lucky touch wood um mm. in that sense that trolling isn't really a thing for me um but, but it's, you're obviously it's, aware of, I'm aware of yeah, it and yeah. actually anytime I have had it I've kind of just deleted and blocked yeah. it because I'm strong enough in myself to do that there's some days I probably wouldn't be yeah um but for me social media itself is such a huge part of my journey mm. and we all have a love-hate relationship with it I mean I love that you say though like I love social media because we like I do like I'm I'm addicted to social media I've got no issue saying that I'm addicted to social media it is what it is um but I would definitely have a love-hate relationship with it but like there is so many positives to it so I love so that you say that you love it and it was a positive part of your journey definitely and and you know there is like you said love hate and for me a massive hate of it is if I have posted a photo and like five people have commented on it it gets me a bit overwhelmed and I, get, I just put that, my phone my, down mine is the and, overwhelm and, and people but it's, you, a, it's a nice overwhelm it's a nice overwhelm yeah, completely that's what I get. but you know if I get messages because I've done something funny or anything like that I 
I kind of I open the message and then I mark it as unread and I'll come yeah, back to it when oh my, God. my brain is like ready for it because I can't and and a lot of my friends and I do feel really bad about it but they'll see me post things on my stories because that's just me talking to myself and once it's posted it's posted but they'll send me a text and I haven't yeah. replied to it because like I, I'm, I'm not in exactly, that headspace. I swear just, you're speaking exactly what I'm thinking. That's well, I know weird. you don't reply to texts for no, like five my weeks. <laughs> Tams has been like messaging me trying to get this sorted. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll message you back. Like me trying to get my podcast sorted and Tamsin's like responding. And then 17 days later, I'll get, I text Yeah, but then back. I, and then I saw you in person. Oh, yeah. So I saw Grania in person like two, three days after she texted me. I was like, I have seen that you've texted me. I just haven't responded. And it's completely because oh. at that time, maybe I was busy yeah. and there was, you know, I can post on a story and I can post on an Instagram post because once it's there, it's there. I don't have to do anything with yeah. it. Whereas if you initiate a conversation with sometimes, sometimes my brain, I'm not there, I'm not in the right yeah. headspace or like it, I, I do get overwhelmed. And I think this is massive as part of this conversation as well is that although I'm very confident, I do have those moments where I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't. oh, I don't, yeah. even before this, I told you how nervous yeah. I was. Now I'm talking, I could talk for bloody England. Yeah, exactly. But beforehand... It's like an imposter thing. It's the imposter syndrome. And like, I always get it with... Okay, we're going off on a tangent. I don't care. What's a tangent? Um, Yeah, what's a tangent? I've never heard you say that. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, But when it comes to me with social media or anything that's online, um, and it's so weird, it's like the weirdest backwards thing. If I do something, I post something, and it's like I get responses of like amazing support. And say when I announced that I was doing the podcast, oh my god, my phone was away from me for <laughs> hours because I literally felt so overwhelmed. But like, I was like, I nearly felt like I wasn't justified. Like it was this whole like I don't deserve this, you know. Um, people are sending me so much lovely messages, and even now I get messages about the episodes of the podcast. And if you've ever sent me one, you get a response four days later. I probably have seen it when you sent it, but it takes me four days to build up the courage to initially like accept the compliment and then respond. And um, because I always just feel like it's undeserved. Like, and I know what people are like, oh no, no, no. And obviously, when I message somebody and tell them if I like when Tams and post something, if I message her and I'm like, Tams and you look fucking amazing, I genuinely mean that, and I don't mean it in a sense that like. I'm waiting for you to respond. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? But it's like, but I get it then when you've got that under, even if it's love, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. When you've got all these messages, it's so overwhelming. It is. And I bet you had the same, I mean, you recently had a birthday and you got married last year and all of that. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, I love birthdays, not just my (laughs) own. I love everybody. Like I am, I just think birthdays are such a great, oh, timer. Wake up, G. It's quarter to 12. It's quarter to 12, everybody. Um, I love, like, I just, I think birthdays are great, they're great celebrations, but when, I know when it comes to my birthday and I'll have messages to say happy birthday, and like strangers, you know, people People that follow me online, which I I absolutely love, I still, I think, like, I I take a step back, I don't know, it it Mm. gets a bit overwhelming, and if you were to post a nice picture about me and say happy birthday, I'll like read it, and then I'll mark it as unread, and I'll come back to it when my brain can comprehend, and I have to be, like, give myself... 20 minutes where I'm like, right, let's reply to these messages. And then once I start doing it, I'm like, oh, this is actually really yeah. nice. But to get to that stage that gets frame me, of mind, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know how people with, like, tens I of thousands of... like, how... Like, when you... So say if, like, an influencer announces a new thing, like... And, like, 
even if they just like everything, like, like I say, I don't respond usually on my comments because I'm like, I'll do it when, like, because another thing I have as well is I don't want to respond to someone's comment and not everyone's. Yeah. So then if I get this, like, these comments, I'm not like, oh my God, I get hundreds. But even if I get 10 comments, I'm like, I want to respond to everybody. That might take a week. And I say people are like, I can't remember what this is about. Like, they'll get a notification yeah. Bronya has responded to your comment. But I'm like, it's just, for me, it's just the the overwhelm. And like I say, with my birthday and with the wedding, even the other day with the anniversary, I just couldn't respond. Like, people are like, did you get my text? There's still people now actually just think about <laughs> it. I've got four text notifications because they're texts and not WhatsApp. Well, by the time responded. this is out, you might have responded. So in 10 days, you may have gotten my text back. But yeah, it's like, it's not because I don't appreciate it and it's not because, like, I don't care. It's because, yeah, it's it's at the same time you want to... It's nice to have nice comments. So you want to be in a state of mind where you can actually like read them and, and take them on board because um it is nice to have that support and reassurance at the same time. So yeah, it's such a social media, it's such no. a strange one. Absolutely. That was a definite tangent, all of that. Yeah. Love it, love it. Right, let's go back on track. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to twenty eighteen. Um and you took part in the Miss British Beauty Curve pageant. Um yeah. so talk about this talk about why you decided to do it how did you hear about it like all of that um I the fact that you've done a pageant is like I'm absolutely like so envious even, like even growing I, up like to be in a pageant I just don't so I'd seen it um a friend from college so someone who's the year above me at college had won the previous year and I was like, wow, she looks incredible. Mm. I'd seen her pictures. I mean, I've never been interested in pageants myself because, again, I never thought I could or it was the negative was, connotation. Yeah, it was never well. going to be the thing for me. Yeah. Um, but I saw she had done it and she looked incredible and everything that she had posted about it looked so beautiful. So I entered just on a whim and I thought, oh, this is not going to come of anything. And then a couple of months later, I got an email to be like, congrats. And I, oh, okay, no, this is real now. I'm in this. Like, I've actually done this. And my mum had already said, you should enter, you should enter. So I kind of remember going downstairs to be like, mum. And even now when I speak about it, it it made me feel really weird because I didn't know, I'd never been in a world of pageants. I'd never seen anything about it. I just entered on a whim and thought that this girl looked great. So um, when I found out... I think it took me like months before I told everybody Mm. in the real world. Like I found out before Christmas and I didn't actually announce it to the world until like the February. Yeah, I was going to say it was around February time. I remember hearing about it. And and I don't know why that was, but I think, I don't know, I I still felt like a bit of an imposter that, that I was going into a beauty pageant as a size 20 and, you know in my 20s as well because I didn't know what people like I don't know yeah. how this works and <laughs> um, so I did go in like really um blindsided I, I didn't yeah. know what I was expecting but what I had seen is that there was a nice again like a nice little community and everyone was really lovely um there was another girl who lived near Portsmouth so she kind of like took me under her wing she had done it the year before um she loves pageants so has since gone on and won and entered other things and wow. still very much in the pageant world yeah um so she kind of was like right okay we're going dress shopping let's do this let's do this and I was like oh, okay is this what I'm meant to do yeah, now because follow you. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here um and you had to do public appearances oh yeah get you points and yeah. and you know I was going to to events anyway Neptune Girls yeah. events Pomodzi events all of these different things that my friends were hosting so I thought oh okay I'll just chuck on my sash and yeah make it an appearance and 
I, I still didn't know what I was doing. Do you know what, actually, just pausing there. That must have actually been so nerve-wracking, so turning nice. up to, like, different events, but then turning up and saying, right, I'm using this as a public event and having to put your sash on. Oh, and, like, my God, I hated it. Yeah. Because the first one I did, I'd... Um, what was it? The new I was in the newspaper, Portsmouth News. Right. And then the first event I went to after that was... Um, Neptune Girls performing at Wedgwood Rooms. For Pomodzi. For Pomodzi. Yeah. And I was like, um, Ronnie, which is our, our friend who um, runs Pomodzi, um, Ronnie, can I, can I just, can we just go to one side and I can take a photo of you and then um, it will count. And I just remember rambling at her and she was like, yeah, let's take a photo. Yeah. So I just like got my sash out my bag, posed, did a few photos, took it straight off and put it in my bag. Because yeah. I just, I felt really bizarre. Um, but obviously the whole point of the pageant was that plus size women um, of all different ages, so they had different categories, Miss, Ms and Mrs, <laughs> um, could could compete for a pageant title. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a really bizarre experience. I loved it. And again, I still, even now I'm like, oh, I did a beauty pageant, like what? And kids from school saw me in the oh, newspaper. Yeah. They're like, miss, did I see you in the paper? Yep, yep, that was me. That was uh, me. Yep. I am a pageant queen. <laughs> but again, I still couldn't call myself a pageant queen. It just doesn't feel, yeah. So anyway, I entered, um, it was in the August of 2018. So I'd done my public appearances. You had to have, um, I think there was three categories. So you had to have like a glitz and glam, uh, swimwear and evening wear. So I had all those ready, um, went to, I think it was Maidstone with my mum, mm-hmm. my auntie and Max. We all went up there. We ended up staying in, uh, our Airbnb got canceled maybe two, oh, three yeah. days before the pageant. So all the hotels were fully booked, all really expensive. Luckily, I have a great friend, Josie, and last her, week's guest. Last week's guest, um, and she had a empty home up there um, from a family member. So she was like, "Look, there's nothing in there. You can just stay there. If you bring air beds, you can yeah. just stay here." So we literally stayed in this like abandoned house <laughs> with air beds. It was lovely. It was my mum was living her best life. There was a pantry. She was just Aww. she was living her best life. So did that. So even then that didn't feel like I was prepared for a yeah. pageant. I didn't know how to do my hair. I didn't know how to put eyelashes on. So I turned up completely naive. But I think the thing is with me is that when I'm on stage I just, my brain, like, I just can switch it switch on. Switch on, yeah. I don't know what comes over me. I am a diff, like a Sasha Fierce. Like mm. a, that's Tam yeah. Bam. That's, yeah. that's my oh, kind yeah. of moment where... Your alter I, ego, like. My alter ego, where I can kind of get on stage and, and, and do this thing. And, you know, there's women here that had researched how to walk, how to do this, walk to pose. And I was like, I'm just going to smile the whole time. And be me. And just walk and just hope for the best. And, I mean, considering, and it's... I, so bizarre but considering I hadn't ever done anything like this I did come um in the top five so I was um third runner-up and I won best application as well which was really great um I don't think I'll ever do a pageant again it's it's not for me at all yeah but you've done it like I suppose whether whether it was what you expected or whether it had the results that you were hoping for like it's something that you can say you've done done, and massively massively pushed yourself out of your comfort zones and embraced because this was a a pageant to embrace that you're plus size I mean whereas like like say four years previous it was the thing that you didn't want to shout about and now you're like putting yourself on a stage and saying like I am beautiful 
this is me like regardless yeah. and it's it's such an amazing thing like it was so obviously I was friends with Tamsin then so I got to watch the whole journey and um, unfortunately we were all going to Brittany you, uh, we were all going to Brittany at Pride so in Brighton and <laughs> And I think obviously if that wasn't happening and if it was closer, we all would have obviously wanted to go and support Tamsin because like none of us had done a pageant before um, and like you were just owning it. Like, and I know obviously from the outside, like you say, it's all about perception and that, but from the outside, it looked like you were so confident and you were, and obviously on the inside, you might've been absolutely cacking it, but like you just, it's just how it all looked and you, it was just such a, like as her friend, like we were all just so proud of what she was doing and putting herself out there. Um, like I remember, and this is um, when the the knees up, yeah, the performance. Yeah, that was one of your public performances, wasn't it? But yeah, got completely like amplified. Absolutely. Um, do you want to talk about what you did on that? Because that so, is yeah. massive. So I obviously um had to do public appearances, and a friend of ours, Josh, um is incredible and puts on shows and do, does all sorts of things. Um, and he said, how about instead of just doing turning up and wearing a sash, you do a performance? And again, I hadn't performed, especially solo. I had mm. danced with the girls, but I'd never performed solo since like leaving college and before then. So the thought of getting up and doing something on my own was terrifying. But I'm like, okay, I'll roll with it, Josh. What have you got in mind? Um, so, I'm getting, sorry, I'm getting goosebumps because I can remember it and I'm getting the biggest goosebumps because um, I can just visualise it all. So sorry, just letting people know. <laughs> but um, so he he thought of doing um, Beyonce's Pretty Hurts, which if anyone's seen the music video is based around a beauty pageant um, and the negative side of it, you know, all of yeah. the stuff that not necessarily a plus size pageant would do, but for, for you know, the mainstream, the mainstream yeah. and the real deal all of the horrible things that they put themselves and their bodies through to get to this beauty stage. Um, so the concept of the piece that we did was me kind of being me on stage, a bit nervous, a bit scared, um, whilst lip syncing to Pretty Hurts. And by the end of the performance, you know, I kind of got more and more uh, confident and happy and kind of a bit of a screw you to the normal mainstream mm. pageantry um that I then stripped off this gorgeous dress that I had on um was there kind of in my swimmers giving a big f off yeah. to the world and saying like pretty hurts this is me um and yeah I've got goosebumps to talk oh. about because it it's such a incredible such a massive moment it was like... so lovely and so I got to do that with Josh and then we did it I did it for the Neptune yeah. girls um show as well and just seeing like because that would be the first time my family had seen it as mm. well so like my mum and my dad and Max's family everyone there it was just this weird bizarre moment that I never thought I would do something like that mm. and the fact that I was stood on stage in front of all these people I didn't know like bearing parts of my body that I didn't like but I was embracing was ridiculous like yeah. absolutely ridiculous I do remember you for the Neptune show like beforehand like being so nervous because obviously like say there was a mix of people that you loved and wanted them obviously because they're people that you love wanted them to be proud of you and then obviously a bunch of people that you had no clue who they were you're stripping off you're laying yourself bare and um, 
it was so classy and so tasteful and so empowering. Like I remember like being backstage and like just being so teary. I could get teary now if I go on, so I have to stop. <laughs> but being so teary, um, and I remember you coming off and being the same because it's like, like shaking. And I've oh. never, you know, like if all of the years I've performed from a young age up until now, you know, I never really come off stage feeling shaky or nervous mm. or anything like that. You come off exhilarated, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, like, but I came off and I remember just shaking because I was like, I've just done something. Like, yeah, like, but that was just a different element altogether. Like, you know, you performed, but like you used your body as part of the art as well. So like there was so many layers to it um, and, and I, so much to con- like to consider like what, what I you I think did. it was like also like a roundabout moment, wasn't it? Because yeah. I finally come to this point where I was like I am me I am the way I am and and I've no problem there's no problems I'm gonna show it to everybody um like you said tastefully like I didn't get any body parts out that we'd have to say in a way yeah you did it in a way that like it was so strong and such a standout moment. Um, I need to, you need to send me the video. Do okay. the video. I'm sure to share yeah, I've got, it. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. one. I'll share it because I think people will understand when they see it. Um, but yeah, it was just like for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like oh, Tamsin's on the stage in her knickers. It was so much more than that, and everyone got that. Um, between the piece that you and Josh put together, and I think as well for being um also used on the Neptune Girls show, it was just the exact message and um such a perfect sort of piece to have on that because that's exactly what everything we do is yeah. about um and I think you just embodied what everything about Neptune Girls and everything about how everyone backstage was feeling in that one performance it was just and I actually did it I did it again last year at a festival with Josh oh yeah um so this was a festival um in Kent I think it was so again, I didn't I didn't know anybody. No. The only person I knew was Josh and his boyfriend. Um, the the drag artists that we went with, I didn't know any of them. I hadn't ever performed in front of any of them. And then our tent that we were performing at was like the after party. So all of the other acts had finished, like all of the stages were closed. So everyone comes to us for a party. And then I had to get up on stage and do this piece. And I remember feeling really nervous, mostly because I was with these incredible drag queens who had like beaten their faces for mm. the last five hours. I'd sat there watching like, what is going on here? Their makeup is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then there was little old me getting on stage like, hi guys. <laughs> like, And it felt so weird. And I think one night I felt really like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I'm an imposter. And then when I got on there... The night that I felt the worst about it and the, I felt so unconfident. I remember texting Max before I got on stage, like, I don't want to do this, I want to come home. When I got on there, after I came off, it was the best performance yeah. I think I've ever done of it. And the people there were just so, like, it sounds really big, but in awe because they no. didn't expect it from, because again, I, I didn't turn up looking like a drag queen and have all of these accessories. It was just me in a really nice dress um and that was it kind of thing yeah. so that was probably the best I've ever performed it and bef- moments before that I didn't even want to go on yeah. I felt so self-conscious and so not necessarily just in my body but like well my makeup's not the same as theirs and my hair doesn't look the, the be- best yeah. today so because you were on a stage with them it was like yeah yeah you nearly and again, feel like following an act but it's, it's like a embracing the journey mm. that there is and we all have these moments where I am so bloody confident 
but sometimes I'm not yeah. and it's you can still say I'm a confident person but not but that doesn't have to apply to 100% no. of your life and it's even not... then moments before I got on stage yeah. I wasn't feeling confident I got on stage but and... someone afterwards would look at you and go oh my god girl you smashed it you must have been so confident and you're like if only you knew if only you knew if like only. if you had only seen the text that I'd been sending mm. literally like 10 minutes before. people don't believe it though they're like no, no. no. and I think that as well obviously um with performing and any sort of art or anything about putting yourself out there there is an element of therapy and um, and like you probably needed that yeah but like at that stage you the tent could have been empty but you needed to perform that to sort of give yourself give yourself that confidence boost remind yourself and like that's probably why it was the best you'd done it it's probably why the pe- the audience resonated so much with it because it was the realest and most raw and like I think going back to what we say about keeping things real and that people love seeing real things like I love it so much and I think that's probably why that worked so well for that instance it was amazing I'm (laughs) going to share the video because um yeah you need to see it so obviously we've spoken about your journey and sort of bits and pieces of mine and and how we've found it all um from your viewpoint and I think obviously it goes without saying but at the same time um why do you think it's important that people sort of maybe start this type of journey or this type of work or um, just looking at sort of how they maybe speak or feel or think about themselves um, and sort of like any tips and advice that you would maybe give somebody who hasn't started embracing themselves or um, isn't on this journey just yet. Um, yeah, like what would you sort of say to them and how they can sort of get started initially, I suppose? Um, like we said before, there is no like magic cure or like something light switch yeah light switch anything like that you can't just switch on or take this incredible medicine that's going to make you feel so much better about your body um but really I think it's to remember that your looks the way you look your size everything like that that has no correlation to what you can achieve or what you can be um your value your your value everything yeah is not based by how you look at all um there's lots of people out there that will be like, oh, I will go and do this when I'm this size. Yeah. Or oh, I can't go for a swim in the sea because of this. And I'll be happy I'll when happy, I'm X yeah. size. Yeah. I'll save that really nice dress for when I'm this size. I won't pay for this now because I'm going to go on that holiday when I can look like this. And yeah. it's crazy because that happens across the board no matter what size. Um, And I think... It's about, yeah, knowing that your confidence and your worth, everything it has nothing to do with what you look like. Um, and no one is really looking at you. No. Um, I don't sit there and on my day-to-day business and just be like, oh, yeah, look at that person. Oh, yeah. yeah, look at that thigh. Oh, no, look at her skinny little legs. Like, none of that, like, no. at all. And if people do do that, you probably won't know anyway because they're horrible people yeah. that aren't in your life. And yeah. Even if that stranger down the road is staring at you thinking, oh, they shouldn't be wearing that. They won't say it to your face. They're not going to say it to your face. And, and if, if someone do, does, yeah, because sometimes I know people have said that they have experienced snide comments or past remarks out and about and stuff like that. Like, what, But them. what is that opinion yeah. going to do to you? It's not it says gonna, more about them than 100%. it does about you. They're the ones that are going to go home and be like, ha, 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 I told this poor girl that I didn't like the way that she looked today. Well, oh, what, yeah. what does that yeah. achieve yeah. whereas you're going to go home and yeah it can really beat you up but you need to remember why you dressed that way or you did that in the first place um, no one is looking at you and those that do aren't worth your time anyway anyone yeah. that's if someone is looking at you it's either because you look incredible or they really appreciate 
you know, how you are, who you are, or they're just horrible people and they don't deserve your attention anyway. Um, and the thing is, they would pick you apart regardless. Regardless. Even if you went out and you felt $100 amazing, like, you know, you would felt the best you've ever felt, there would still be these horrible people. Unfortunately, they are in the world. Um, who will have something to say about it and so it doesn't matter if you're feeling your best or you're feeling your absolute worst they will say something about it so it's just about sort of I suppose reminding yourself that they're so irrelevant it doesn't mean anything and it's not it says everything about them and nothing about you Um, it's a hard thing to remember especially if you are sort of experiencing dips in your confidence and self-esteem but I think just trying to remind yourself of that when if certain situations do happen because it's just so unproductive and then people they just they need to do their own work essentially and it's it's all it's inwards on them I always look at them and I feel sorry for them and I don't mean that in a patronizing way but I do genuinely think like how sad must your life be or what are you going through yeah that it makes you say. lift it lifts you up by knocking they're other ref- people down they're projecting and reflecting their own negative thoughts of whatever that they're probably feeling, they're probably themselves. feeling about yeah. themselves or that they're like I would oh well I can't wear that because I don't look like that so I'm going to tell you you shouldn't wear that absolutely and that can happen from people that you love and people that you care about you know I'm sure you've probably had experiences as Mm. well G where you've maybe put on a dress that you really love and your mum or your sisters have said why are you wearing that I wouldn't wear that yeah I wouldn't wear that why are you wearing that And, and that's because they wouldn't wear it it's not it's not for them though you're wearing it for you or you're doing it for yourself so um and a lot of people say fake it till you make it um and although that's great, you know, faking it until you're making it, but you do need to believe in yourself first. Yeah. You can't fake something if, you're the, if the belief's not there. Um, but I also like the phrase fake, fake it till you become it mm. because the more you can believe that you can be there, the more you it's can definitely do switch, it. Isn't yeah. it. Yeah, You're not saying like, well, you know, when I make it there, it's when you do get there, yeah. you can be this person or you can do that thing that you've been stopping yourself from doing. So um, I think just, just remembering that like, if, if you're happy... If you have, you know, everyone has happy and sad times in their lives, but the moments that you're happy, no one can take that away from you. No one can validate that for you. That's your own happiness and that's your own um, personal journey. So you need to kind of remember the best things about yourself, the things that make you feel really good, the things that people have said that make you feel good and why people love you. And remember that you're validated no matter what, you know, it doesn't matter um, on any of your negative thoughts on your body and things like that because you're still you're still here you're mm. still living and There's no one can take that, care for you yeah like, no one can take that away yeah. from you yeah um and I think another is you know remembering experiences over appearances because you need to make sure that you live your life for you Beautiful. and not yeah and not for the way that you look so like we were saying don't just go on that holiday when you're a, mm. a certain size or because god fix forbid you might get or... to that size and you could drop dead and then you would if you i don't know you know in the afterlife <laughs> if you look back and you think oh i wish i had done that when i had the chance and not because i was waiting yeah. till i was x size or but, felt x weight like we there's no guarantee so no, like why are we then waiting you hear people when they get older yeah. and they're like oh when i was younger i wish i did this but it, it's that's my biggest fear is to get to an age when I physically and maybe like emotionally can't do things and look back and have regrets. Now, it's so scary doing things, but at the same time, I'm like, what's that? It's a saying about regrets. Like, um, I can't remember what it is. I'll look it up in a sec. <laughs> but like, it's to do with the fact that like, 
yeah, I'd rather make the mistakes and be like, it's something to do with like, oh, um, I'd rather be like, oh boy, instead of saying like, I wish or like, what if? Like, I I just don't ever want to live my life with what ifs. Um, and of course, there'll be th- like, there'll be times when you think, oh, I could have done this before this and maybe it would have been better. But like, you can't take away your experiences or your memories. Um, so just, yeah, imagine hiding yourself away until you thought that you were ready for it. And at the same time, sometimes when we put this... Um, like figure or this idealism on ourselves and how we look and how we feel when we get to that point it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be happy it's like it's such a a fickle um thing to sort of hone in on I don't mean that fickle in a bad way but I mean in the sense that like we put so much pressure and importance on being a certain way looking a certain way being a certain size and but if we can't do the work inwardly the happiness isn't going to be there the confidence isn't going to be there and there's so many people that have spoken about this before they thought that all the happiness ended when they hit a certain number on the scale yeah. and then that didn't happen and no. it's like that's such a letdown as well because you've you're you've like well, worked what now? so hard yeah where, where do I get my happiness from now shit exactly. that didn't happen like no and I think you definitely have to remember you know all of the experiences you have build you as a person and if you're feeling horrible at that moment in time because of your mentality or the way you look or anything like that, then you've put all of this expectation on this great time that you're now making yourself not have. Um, You're kind of, you know, letting yourself down by not giving yourself the opportunity to live in that moment and have that moment. Mm. Um, And, you know, you can go and do all these amazing things and you don't have to take pictures of it if that doesn't make you feel confident and happy. It doesn't mean you didn't experience it and live it. I mean, for me, I massively love to take photos of everything um, because I don't want to get to a stage one day where I don't know or don't remember how that moment made me feel or what, what that made me laugh, you know. So I take photos of absolutely everything and the older I get, the more I'm really grateful for doing it because I've got Mm. photos from when I was at school and like nights out and as embarrassing as they are at the time. Oh my God, when you look back and you you can just feel the emotion and the memory from that. And and even if it's a bad memory as such, though, you know, you were there and you didn't really feel yourself and you were going through a hard time, you can kind of look back at that and be like, I got over that too. Yeah. You know, so I might not be 100% 100% 100% of the time but I've got over that moment and I've got over that look, fear look how far I've, look come. How far I've come yeah, yeah, yeah definitely so no one's got this magic no. spell that can tell you what to do and it's definitely putting the work in yourself and you know doing things like listening to podcasts listening to ebooks reading or following the people that you appreciate online mm. speaking to the people that love you asking them why they love you speaking to people that speaking to yourself yourself absolutely it's a really hard one to do spending time with yourself like on your own yeah yeah because like there's a lot of people and I think that is another thing from lockdown people hadn't had the time to be with their own thoughts and some people don't like it because it brings up a lot of stuff but I feel like sometimes we have to go through it to come out the other side definitely um and I think sort of just adding on to what Tamsin was saying like also just think about things and how they make you feel so if you look at an experience and your initial thought is that would be so much fun that would be great and then if it follows with a but just remind yourself of that initial feeling that you had like if it's an opportunity or an experience that you're like I really want to do that and and it makes you initially feel happy and excited then more than likely it's just your inner critic and you sort of got that fear and 
I would always just say, just if something makes you feel good, then just do more of that. Just keep doing the stuff that makes you feel good, um, irrespective of outside influences and opinions. And yeah, just you know what you know what's best for you. I don't think that's sort of like you say. There's no magic switch. Unfortunately, right. there's no one size fits all. And it can't follow this process. And it and it can take as long as it needs to take. Yeah. Um. There's no point in putting a time scale on it. You know, you've got this event coming up. Okay, well, if I work on myself, then maybe by that point I'll feel good. Well, no, it might not happen. Yeah. And it's you still need to go to the event and live that moment and enjoy it whilst you're there. But I think it's there's no time scale. I mean, I would have thought that I was always going to be this happy, confident person and then things in my life made that not happen. And I never realised that I'd get back to this person, actually excel the person that I was, and I'm even more confident and happy than I ever have been before. But I never thought I'd get to that that point in mm, my life, yeah. especially in those darker times where I thought, this is it, like, I'm just going to feel this way forever. There's nothing that can bring me out of this, like, slump that I'm in. Um, so it's just knowing that there is, there's always going to be a brighter day, and it might not come for two days, two weeks, two years, whatever. Mm. But there is going to be a time where you can look back and reflect and know that what you're doing has has been for you. And, and I think working for yourself and on yourself is the best possible thing that anyone can invest in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Preach it, Tamsin. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm going to listen back to this one day and be like, Tam, yeah. you need to listen to your own I know. words. Stop. Uh, if I could listen to my own advice, I would honestly be so much happier <laughs> and so much more confident, but that's just part of it. Um, you mentioned, obviously, about, like, you know, listening to different aud- audible books or audio books, um, YouTube's accounts. What accounts, or is there any accounts that you sort of go to or that you no matter what they post it just resonates with you and makes you feel your most fabulous self or um accounts that you think you know everyone needs to be following these people because xyz um so in terms of listening i've recently discovered fat chat pod which oh yeah is um all plus size women so for me i mean some people won't necessarily relate to it and that's absolutely fine but for me it's so relatable they talk about every single topic you can think of um in terms of being plus size women and their own experiences and it kind of makes you feel like you're not alone mm. um and, and it normalizes yeah normalizes it, yeah. it and that, that you know there are other people out there and that you've been heard um so that one i've recently got into and i'm binging that at the moment and i really do enjoy it um and another one I love is uh, Fern Cotton's Happy Place. Oh, I love that. I think I've, I, I've recommended that yeah, one before, yeah. I think I started listening to that when I wasn't in a happy place and I thought, oh, this is going to make me feel better. <laughs> and after a while I was like, oh, okay, these people have such different experiences and lives. And and it's not, I think when you see the happy place, you think, oh, this is all going to be happy, happy, oh, fluffy no. rainbows. It's not. It's not. It's so real. But like you say, this, it's such, it's a bit twisted, but there's something about hearing other people's struggles and like issues and stuff that actually can lift you because I think it's a like you say it just makes you feel normal and it makes yeah. you realize you're not alone definitely and it's not comparing your journey at all and that's what like she doesn't do that no it's kind of this is this person's story and in this moment yeah. in this moment they felt like this and this is what they can achieve or this is what they have and and I think actually everyone needs a fern cotton moment where they can reflect on those times yeah um in terms of people that I follow the two incredible accounts that I follow again if if plus size isn't for you and um 
you know, body positivity and things like that isn't your cup of tea. You might not find them as fun or as funny as I do, but um, the main one, which is why I probably started posting on social media, is Jess on the plus size. She is a Geordie, Hmm. I'd say maybe size 24, 26 um, woman who like if you think my stories are funny oh my god she makes me howl and I get excited when I see a story from her she'll post the most realist photos of herself she is not one of those glossy Instagram accounts by any means um like she'll just take a photo while she's doing a clothing haul and then post that photo and it's not you know she hasn't got makeup on Mm. you can see that she's like struggled to get these clothes on and off and she shows you like the real side of being a plus size woman but also she just just doesn't she really doesn't care like she really Class. does not care yeah um i bloody love her and then um queen mojo she's a um black woman from london who is plus size and again she is just so confident but also shares her journey through um her mental state so she does uh ther- she she goes to therapy herself she's had quite a traumatic experience in her life which made her feel so negative about her body um, and, and various other things but she'll explain that and share that and she'll have like um, in the morning she'll put like mojo motivations mm. and just a little reflection and she's so so lovely um, she also danced with Lizzo on stage <gasps> last is, year I know who this you're on about yeah. so that's also someone that I'm very jealous of mm-hmm. uh, but she's just she's just one of those incredible people she dances um, she will post you know when she's doing her stories she doesn't always have her hair done she's got um like a silk wrap on her head and she's got her nails aren't done and she hasn't she's not instagram ready all the time but she's still so real and she's very much influences a lot of people of all different sizes to kind of feel good in themselves so i definitely recommend those two um and shout out to Lizzo again. Yeah. Hi yeah. Lizzo, if you ever hear yeah. this. Lizzo obviously listens you. to my podcast. Obviously. So, you know. <laughs> Thanks in advance. No, they're spot on. And I think, yeah, like they're only like like a tiny handful when you start oh, to look. Yeah, like I if you even look at on. hashtags. Um, but like your social media is yours. So like follow who you want to follow and who's going to make you feel good regardless. Even if someone's like, no, that's crap. Or like, you know, the likes of like Mrs. Hinch and Stacey Solomon. Some I people find them. them. Yeah. But some people find them like, they're like Marmite. Some people either cannot stand them and don't understand why people are watching people clean. If you sit there and that makes you feel good, follow them. Follow them all everywhere. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's your social media. But don't go to the houses and follow them. Oh, that's, no, don't physically bit, follow them. <laughs> that's a bit different. Good actually. disclaimer there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just follow what makes you feel good. Like, life is too short. Like, literally, what makes you feel good is what you should be consuming day in day out there's so much of the media that we can control so when we can um it should be the stuff that we really want to see um and we have come to the end which is really sad i'm sure this won't be the last time like we've come (laughs) to the end of the road sing it jay see this is a lot of what you'll get on tamsin's um (laughs) the singing with in the car and the car karaoke and stuff Um, but yeah like I say the end of the podcast and um, the part that I try to do every week but sometimes forget because you know that's just me Um, but what is your quote or your favourite quote that you want to share with us today Um, when I've listened to other podcasts I've always thought what would my quote Mm. be and the same one always comes back into my head so um, there's a quote that says keep your head up keep your heart strong 
Um, and I used to have that up in my mum and dad's house on the wall. Yeah. Um, and even to this day, I still feel like it's very true. Um, just believing in yourself, keeping your heart strong. Don't let people get to you because no matter what, like you're the person that needs to be strong for you. Um, and keeping your head up, you know, even if you're having the dark days and the sad days and you're having days where you don't feel 100% or confident or anything like that, just keep your head up, keep going, keep pushing through it um, and know that if you do that with a strong heart and self-belief, then you're going to be fine. You're going to get Tomorrow's a new day. Like, yeah, tomorrow's yeah. a new day. So, yeah. Oh, I like that one. Keep I think it's from up. a song. I think yeah, it's Ben Howard. Keep your something. head up. Yeah. Keep your heart strong. Yeah. Another one. It's I love perfect. It. And the song's actually class as well. <laughs> um, my quote is a bit random, but um, wouldn't be me. Um, this is one that any of my friends that the year I was finishing school, so when I was in sixth year, I wrote this on everyone's yearbook. <laughs> um, so if anyone asked me to sign their yearbook, I would only sign it if I had my pink pen to write the message and then my gold gel pen to write the quote. Ooh. So everyone's yearbook had like the pink like message, like gonna miss you so much, hope we hope we keep in touch. <laughs> and then in the gold pen I wrote underneath, um, and it's a Dr. Seuss quote and everyone just took the absolute piss out of me but anyway um don't cry because it's over smile because it happened oh, i do like that <laughs> and it's proper cheesy um but i remember when i was in first year and i remember somebody wrote it um the school i was in when i was first to third year they did like individual pieces on each of the the sixth year students who were finishing and one of them wrote that and i remember reading it and been like oh my god i love that and then everyone was like that's cheesy and i was like i don't care um but yeah i think i always remember it because i'm one of these people that get really really like sad once things are over and stuff and like i said we did have our anniversary this week and i thought i was fine and then i started looking back on photos and videos and then i was like crying and i was like i want to do it again <laughs> so i had to remind myself to not cry because it's over because although that is so like the whole like when your wedding is over and all that that state come is, down oh my god it's big and um, so I just have to look back on the memories and just smile because it happened and we got to experience it so okay. that's my cheesy quote for the week um but, oh, I've got another like quote that came to mind please. that I saved earlier but um it says it's okay to be a glow stick sometimes we need to break before we shine oh yes I love, and I that, love that because yeah. Yeah, there are times where actually from the worst from the worst moments where the where you're at your breaking point comes the brightest times. Oh, so. I love that. Oh, I want to be a glow stick. You are a glow stick, G. <laughs> yeah. You're just one of those ones that's always shining, like <laughs> that you put out in the sun and then it kind of like glows yeah, brighter. Solar panel. One. Yeah, solar powered <laughs> glow stick. Oh, I love that. No, that's a class one. Oh, Tamsin, thank you so 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 much for just your openness and your honesty and just sharing all of that because um. I do appreciate that sometimes I'm like, let's just talk about this. And obviously I'm asking you to lay it bare. So um, genuinely really appreciate you obviously being so open and honest and telling your story in such a beautiful beautiful way, but also inspiring way. Um, like I said, Tamsin, I, I message you quite a lot when she's posting stuff and I'm like, you're just so inspirational. She inspires me on the daily. Um, so I know a lot of people are going to really appreciate and really resonate with everything that you've said. Um, and hopefully this won't be the last time you're on my podcast. Mm-hmm, thank um, you. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Thanks for listening, guys. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would honestly mean the world if you would leave a review. I would genuinely appreciate that. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please hit the subscribe button so you get notified of any future episodes. Thanks again, guys, and I'll hopefully see you back here soon. Lots of love, Jake.